Good morning and welcome to New Life. We're so glad that you're here today. Today is going to be a great day. We want to tell you about a few things that will help make your day better here with us. Located in the atrium is a cry room. If at any point during the service you need to attend to your child, you can step out one of the double doors in the back and see to your child at the cry room. Also, we have a staff nursery available and one of the Connect Center staff will be happy to help you get your child checked in to the nursery. And we also have a class for three and four-year-olds that take place during preaching. So if you'd like to participate in that or have your child in it, we'd love to help you with that. So you could go out to the Connect Center and they'll help lead you over to it. Also, we have Bibles. We'll hear a sermon from the Word of God. And we have a Bible we'd like to share with you. If you don't have one and you'd like to have a Bible, we have one just for you today. And also, Spanish translation is available today at this service. Nosotros también tenemos traducciones del servicio en español. Si su idioma es español, puede encontrar uh, aparatos en la sala afuera y le podemos traducir el servicio si le gustaría. Y también tenemos Biblias en español si ocupa una. Today is going to be a great day. We hope you enjoy worship with us. The countdown will start now.
Good morning, everybody. It's so good to see you on this Sunday morning. Why don't we stand together all across this place? Amen. And let me once again say good morning. Thank you. Thank you. It's going to be a great, great day. We're here this morning to worship the Lord. Amen. That is for sure. The scriptures tells us about a man named Abraham, and it says that he looked for a city which had foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Amen. That describes the walk of faith. Amen. One gentleman wrote a song years ago. I think you've probably heard it. This world is not my home. I'm just passing through. Amen. Amen. Why don't we lift this prayer to the Lord this morning as we begin this service and worship him. That Lord, we have got our sight set on you on another place. Lord, in the name of Jesus. As we step into this building this morning, we come here to worship you, to focus our attention upon you, Jesus, and to bless your great name, God, because you, you are our treasure, Lord Jesus. You are what we're looking for, God. You are our hope in this world, and so we bless you. Come on now, let's bless the Lord together. All across this building, we come to praise you, Jesus.
better when we put our focus on the Lord. Amen. Amen. That's why the writer of Hebrews said, looking unto Jesus, the beginner, the author, the finisher of our faith. Amen. Amen. So good to be able to be in this building this morning and welcome you into the presence of the Lord. Amen. Before this service is over, God's going to do some great things in this building. If you're watching online, he's going to bless you in your home this morning. Amen. God is going to minister. God bless you. You can be seated. We're so glad to have all of our guests that are joining us, whether you're here on campus with us. Amen. Yes, let's welcome the guests here in the building. If you're joining us online, thank you so much for joining, joining us. We are so glad to welcome you here in this service today. We do have a small gift for our guests that are here on campus this morning. We'd love to get that to you if you would take time to uh, greet our Connect Center as you leave this morning, they'll be able to get that to you. Amen. For all of our Spanish-speaking guests, whether you're here or online, we say bienvenido. Amen. So glad to have you here uh, and joining with us. Amen. Uh, something happens around here in the fall and the spring that is such a vital part of New Life Church, and that is our small groups. Amen. I have been blessed by small groups so many times over the years. And Zane is coming to help us out and introduce our brand new semester 
uh, for this fall. Everybody say small groups. All right. Raise your hand if you've ever been a part of small groups before. All right. And as you're doing that, would our small group leaders make their way to the front right now? All right. Hey, why don't you give them a great hand clap as they're coming? These are some great folks right here, our small group leaders. You guys just spread out across the front, if you will. Awesome. Just keep that going for a minute. These, these are some good folks right here, our small group leaders. Yeah. All right. All right. Small groups are a great opportunity for you and your family to connect, and they're starting. Our sign-ups are starting today. Can I get a what, what? All right. Small group sign-ups start today. So that is super, super exciting. So for those of you who may be new to small groups, I just want to give you a little bit of information about what that looks like. Okay, so we meet one Wednesday night a month in homes. Uh-oh. We got a little smack talk going on here. Okay. All right. They get a little competitive, all right? But you really can't go wrong with any of the groups, all right? They're really good. Uh, but we, went, we meet one Wednesday night a month in homes all over Cabot and the surrounding areas. And we do have a couple of groups on campus as well. So there is a group that's near you, I promise, all right? Uh, but there's a, the great thing about small groups is it gives us an opportunity to connect with people. Everybody say connect. There are a lot of people here at New Life Church, which is great, but you don't always get to connect with everybody. So this, this breaks it down a little bit. And you get to connect with people, okay, which is awesome. So you get to connect with other people. You get to build relationships. Say build. Build relationships. That's great. You get to learn the Word of God. Say learn. You get to learn the Word of God. That's awesome. And the awesome thing is we get to experience the presence of God when we're here at New Life Church, right? I'm going to say that again. We get to experience the presence of God here at New Life Church, right? But the awesome thing about small groups is we get to spread that out a little bit. That same presence of the Lord that is here at New Life Church, we get to take it out into the communities, into our homes, okay? And that is awesome. That's the great thing about small groups, and that's going to be happening here at the end of the month. Our first small group is August 30th. Everybody say August 30th. Okay, so small group sign-ups start today. In fact, they're live right now. Okay, so pretty exciting stuff, pretty exciting stuff. So two very important details, and then I'm going to hand this over to Pastor, okay? Two very important details, so turn your listening ears on. We're going back to Children's Church here. Turn your listening ears on. Got to remember there's two important details. First things first, how you sign up, you got to go to newlifecabot.com, okay? Newlifecabot.com. That is the church website. That's where you will go. Sign-ups are there. They're live right now, okay? That's where you go to sign up, all right? And the other super important detail, okay, this is extremely important. We got a lot of families here, and some of you, <coughs> the Weatherlies, um, you have a lot of people in your family, okay? That's great. We love you. We love you. All the people in your family are great, okay? But here's a very important detail. Only one person per family sign up, okay? So whether it's the, the, the head of the household, I don't care, whoever it is, just one person per family sign up, okay? We'll take care of the rest. We know who is in your family. All of those details we'll take care of. But just one person per family, go in and sign up, and we'll take care of the rest for you, okay? It's easy, all right? So where do you go? NewLifeCabot.com, how many person, how many people per household sign up? 
All right, you guys got it. Let's give it one more time up for small groups. All right, here we go. Thank you, Brother Zane. I'm going to tell you something. If you're new to our church, that is a great way to meet people. It is in a casual environment, food, fellowship, a lot of great time. I hope you'll be a part of that. I hope everybody here, whether you're just brand new, uh, you've been coming for a month or two, or, or just it's been a while since you were a part of Small Girls. We'd love to have you be a part of that. Look at someone near you right now and say, man, you look good today. Come on, turn to someone else and say, you look better than the last time I saw you. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Today... Today is August the 13th. We have moved through the summertime of 2023, and here we are on the brink and the cusp of a brand new school year. I know there are a lot of kids that are excited about getting back to school. I know there are a lot of parents excited that kids are going back to school. And uh, we're going to recognize a few of those uh, in just a little while that are leaving to go to college and going to be off site, out of Cabot. We're going to recognize them, pray over them in just a minute. Uh, but leading up into the fall, we have a great, great month scheduled next month in September called Family Month. Everyone say Family Month. A lot of great activities. Our team's been telling you about this. We've been promoting this on our social media platforms. Uh, September is really going to be a special month, and I specifically want to draw your attention all those of you married or engaged, that coming up on the 16th of September, we have a one-day marriage conference. It's our marriage day here at New Life. It'll be over in the chapel. We're going to be so blessed to have Baron and Raina Longstreth with, with us from Tulsa, teaching, ministering, and we want you to be a part of that day. Uh, there is such a blessing when we strengthen that union called marriage. And uh, we're designing this to be exactly that for those of you that are married, whether you've been married for 50 years or just newly married or you're engaged. We want you to be a part of that. So you see some instructions on the screen. Uh, you can register for that. There is a, a, just a small registration fee uh, for that, that marriage day, and we want you to be a part of that. And then all the things coming up in the month of September for Family Day. We'll fill you in on all of that. I want to give a special thank you to a team of people that do things that maybe you don't even realize. We have such a great team of people that work and make things happen here at New Life. We have a baptistry right over here. We've had over 35 that have been water baptized this year in the name of Jesus Christ. That's so exciting. And that's not counting the ones that have been baptized in conferences that we've hosted here at our church. We've just had a wonderful year of baptisms. And it takes a team to put all that together, fill the tank, clean the tank, get towels ready, meet with people. And I want to say a great big thank you to Brandon and Tracy Strain and John and Carolyn Whitley and also Josh Long because they head up our baptism team. You hardly ever see them working because they're stealthy at what they do. They're moving in and out, helping people, and I just want to say thank you. Would, you. would you help me thank this team? They do a great, great job. Great job. Amen. I want you to stand with me if you would. We want to give you an opportunity to give today in tithing and in offering. If you're new to our church, if this is a new experience for you, 
you're surrounded more than likely by people that are doing their best to prioritize God in a lot of different areas of their life. None of us are perfect. Look around. There's no perfect people here. But you know what we are trying to do? We're trying to follow Jesus' words to put him first. Everybody say, put him first. One of the ways that we and my family and myself, we, we're deciding to put God first is in our giving. And we, we render to God that first 10% of what we make. It's our tithing the Bible talks about. And there are people all around this room that have found it to be true. When we prioritize God in our giving, he takes care of us. He takes care of his people. And so we invite you to give today. Uh, we have teaching on that if it's a new concept to you. Certainly, our guests, you're not under an obligation to give, but if you'd like to join us, there are such great blessings attached to giving, and we're thankful for that. Amen. Lord, you've been good to this church. You've been so faithful to us. I'm standing in the company of blessed people today, Lord, because there are so many families that are prioritizing you by being givers into the kingdom of God. Lord, your word says that if we will give, you'll give back to us, Lord. You'll take care of us. Your generosity plan is a wonderful way to live. God, so many people in this church are experiencing your blessings, and I just want to say thank you for coming through on your word. Thank you that the Bible is not a hollow book, but what you say in the Bible still works today. So God, would you bless our giving, our tithing, our giving of offerings over and above that tithe. Let there be a, a wonderful ministry that comes through this giving. And Lord, we're thanking you for that. We're giving you the glory in Jesus' name. And everyone, would you say amen? Amen. We're going to give you an opportunity to give. We're going to do two things. We're going to bring our gifts up to the front. If you have checks or cash, you can put that in these baskets here. Up on the screen, you'll see scheduled giving. If you want to give digitally by your smartphone, uh, the website, a lot of different ways you can give here. And then we're going to connect with one another. So let's take a few minutes and just connect with one another. Worship the Lord in giving. And then we'll continue worshiping the Lord today. God bless you. Let's greet one another in Jesus' name.
Let's go ahead and let that voice out to the Lord. Let's let that voice out to the Lord right now. Come on, tell Jesus right now, there's nobody like you, Lord. There's no one like you. You are above all. You are through all. You are in us all. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus. I open up my Bible, and in the Old Testament, the Scripture says this, that God is enthroned in the praises of Israel. I don't know what that does to you, but to me, that tells me when people, his people, begin to lift him up, we put him on a throne and we lift him high and we increase him in stature. I feel like there's people in this room right now that in the last few seconds you've been lifting up your hands and we've been enthroning the Lord and lifting him high. Come on, that feels good. Let's do it again right now. Let's enthrone the Lord again right now. Let's enthrone the Lord again. Lord, through our worship, we set you at a high and a lofty place, Lord. We decrease so you can increase, O oh Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for drawing near to us. Praise God. Isn't it marvelous to know that my praise enthrones him? My praise lifts him high. He's worthy of that. Amen. He's worthy of that praise. Praise God. Amen. Before you are seated, I want to just ask for our college students that I know at least there's two of them here that are going to be leaving. This is their last service to be with us before they head out to college. And I want them to come. Anybody that's leaving for college, uh, I want you to come. I know Sierra is here. I think Brenly is leaving this week. We want ladies, come stand right down here. We want your families to come around you. Uh, come stand right here so people can get around you in prayer. I want some of you to gather around these ladies right now. We want God to go with them, and God will go with them. Amen. Brenly, uh, Sierra, God's hands on your life. God's going with you to college. His, he's going to be what the scripture says, the one that goes before you and behind you. He's preparing the way for a witness. And I, I wish the church family would just stretch your hands out here toward these great ladies. And I want you to pray a blessing on them right now. We're laying our hands on them. And God, we're saying that they are yours. God, they're in a new season for their life, God, and we place them in your hand right now. God, I pray as Sierra goes to Jonesboro that the hand of God will go with her. You've already prepared the way and confirmed the way, Lord. She's gone about it with prayer and fasting, God, and she senses your direction. So, holy God, go before her and bless her. Brenly, God's going before you and blessing you in Jesus' name. God, as Brenly goes to Arkadelphia, your hand of blessing is going to rest on her. Your witness is going to rest on her, Lord. She's going to be a disciple maker. God, the hand of the Lord, the anointing of the Lord is going with her. We as a church family, thank you for every good thing that their families have put in them. We thank you for every good thing the church has put in them, Lord. Now they're going to take that and make an impact in the kingdom of God. We thank you for blessing these ladies. We pray, Lord, for Isaiah right now. God, in the name of Jesus, I pray that the Holy Ghost will go with Isaiah. God, keep your hand on him. Let him be a soul winner, a disciple maker, God. Let your glory rest on his life, I pray, Lord. Let the angels of the Lord 
encamp round about him, Lord. Let it be for your glory and your honor, Lord. I pray for Abigail in the name of Jesus. Your power to be seen through her life, Lord. Your witness to be strong through her testimony, Lord. In Jesus' marvelous name we pray. Hallelujah. These are your young adults, God. They are yours. Keep them in your hand, O God. Guide them, I pray, in the Spirit and by the Spirit of God. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And everybody seal that by saying, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, we are proud of these young adults. God's hand is upon them, and God's going to go with them. Amen. We're praying for their families. We're praying for their siblings. May the Lord richly bless each of you in Jesus' name. Amen. I know you've been standing for just a little while. Let me say this before I have you be seated. Uh, First of all, we have a class for our youngest children during the preaching time. If you're new to our church and you have children or grandchildren from four years old and younger, we have a class right now for them. If you want to step out into the East Hallway, which is right over here, uh, our staff can take good care and teach them. You can slip back here into the worship center. I also want to just ask, and I will just make an appeal for you to uh, stay with me today. Everybody, where is the amen corner this morning? Is there an amen corner in the house? Amen. I'm going to ask you to stay with me as I preach today because throughout this sermon and then also as we move toward the the end of this sermon, we're going to be doing some very important things. And I want to just ask, I want to humbly ask that you will just stay fully engaged because I believe that the glory of God is going to fill this house. I believe God's power is going to be evident today. And I'm so very grateful for that. Turn around and shake someone's hand before you're seated. Tell them you're so happy they're going to hear the preaching today. Once you've done that, you may be seated. She is one of my favorite music artists to listen to. This dates me because she's not a young lady. Her name is Shirley Caesar, quite a Christian music artist. Shirley Caesar tells the story of a man named John, and John was an 86-year young man, and he was quite the vivacious 86-year-old. In fact, he was so excitable that he was simply nicknamed Shouting John. I'm going to tell you something. There's some adjectives that I could put in front of my name, and I wouldn't mind that one, all right, right there. Shouting John. Shouting John. He chose to attend a church one day that, in his estimation, was, and I, I say this in quotes, spiritually dead. You can imagine the collision when Shouting John showed up to a spiritually dead church. This church opposed boisterous behavior, especially in the congregation. They didn't like people speaking in tongues and dancing and rejoicing in the presence of God. It wasn't because of a theological opposition, but it was out of fear that it might embarrass the dignitaries that were present. Shouting John didn't know that. 
So he attended the service and just a few minutes in, the choir was singing and the praise team was singing and he started celebrating and he started worshiping all over the sanctuary. It was a full contact sport to him. He was everywhere all the time. The story is told that an angry congregant attempted to stop him by tackling him in the service. But Shouting John got right back up and he resumed his dancing. And eventually, he got the whole church excited. Now, let me stop here. I'm going to tell you the rest of the story, but let me tell you what I do know from just a few years of being in a church that likes to worship God. We don't have to have everybody praise God for many people to praise God. I don't have to say, would 95% of this church worship God right now to get a lot of people to praise God? We actually just need a few because fire spreads. So I just want to ask a question, and I'll just leave it with you. It's up to you. Who's the worshiper on your road today? Now, don't point, but just look down the row right now. Who's the worshiper on your road today? Could it be that your worship could affect your row? Could it be that your praise to the Lord could lap over on somebody else and they begin to feel the presence of this great God that we've been singing to and singing about and worshiping with all of our heart and all of our soul? Shouting John got to singing and praising and worshiping God and got the congregation excited and it really, really bothered the board of that church. And so after the service, several of the board members got together and decided they were going to go over and visit Shouting John at his home with the intent of warning him that if he does not stop his boisterous behavior, he will be barred from attending the church. When they arrived at Shouton John's house, they found that he actually owned a very large and successful farm. He was a farmer, and he was still plowing the field by hand. Shouton John saw the board members come up, and he stopped, and he stopped his plowing long enough to engage the men in conversation. And uh, he began to say to him, gentlemen, I want you to look across this farm because everything you see here is a result of the blessing of God. Every square inch of ground you see here is not my doing. It's a result of the blessing of God. Every bit of fruitfulness, every crop that you see, those barns that are full, that has nothing to do with my goodness. That has everything to do with God's goodness. He began to explain to them that he was a blessed man and his children were all healthy. None of them had died at a young age. None of them were facing legal troubles. He said, I'm 86 years old and I'm still in good enough physical health to work on my farm and dance in the spirit. 
He said, because of that, I got a praise in me right now. And he said, even if you expel me out of your church, I am obligated to praise God for his blessings. There's something in me that has to praise God for his blessings. He turned and he said, Brother Board member, you better hold my mule because I'm fixing to praise him right now. I'm going to praise him on the farm. I'm going to praise him in the field. I'm going to give God praise. Oh, yeah. I wonder how many brought a praise into the house today. Anybody bring a praise with your voice and a praise with your hand and a praise with your spirit? Are there any blessed people in the house? Are there any abundantly blessed people in the house? Are there any overflowing blessed people in the house? Is there anybody thankful that God saved you, picked you up, lifted you up, set you free, delivered you? Come on, I see two ladies praising God. I wish some of the rest of y'all would forget about who's around you right now. Forget about what you're doing this afternoon and just give God praise on a Sunday morning. I have made up in my mind, I'm blessed, I'm blessed, I'm blessed, I'm blessed, I'm blessed. Oh yeah. Come on, we have to realize there are people in this room You'd be strung out on drugs right now if God hadn't set you free. You'd be sipping on a bottle right now if God hadn't set you free. You were lifted. You were healed. You were delivered by the power of God. Woo! Woo! When I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he has done for me, My soul cries out, hallelujah, praise God for saving me. Praise God. I'm blessed. Come on, I I wish someone would shout that right now. I'm blessed. I'm blessed on Sunday morning. I'm blessed on Monday morning. I'm blessed on Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday and Friday. and I'm blessed when everything's going good and I'm blessed when I'm going through difficulty. I am blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Here's what the Word says. You may be seated. The blessing of the Lord, it makes somebody rich and it adds no sorrow with it. You say, Pastor, why are you getting so worked up on Sunday morning? Here's the reason why. Because I know that inherent within us, I just know me and I know human nature. We come together on a Sunday morning in August of 2023 and without doubt, without doubt, there are dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens of prayer requests in this room. There are things that we could right now spend the rest of this service calling on the name of the Lord, and those are important things that we are calling out to God for. But inherent within us is a need. We come in the house of God with needs. We come in the sanctuary with a prayer list. And thank God that we have a God that we can pray to today and give those prayer lists. 
But I never want to get to the place where I come into the presence of God simply with my hands out to get something from him. But the Bible says, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and come into his courts with praise. Come on and bring your need, but bring a praise with you when you bring your need. Come on and bring your prayer list, but bring a worship with you when you bring your prayer, your prayer list. We're blessed. Everybody shout and say, I'm blessed. David began to talk to himself. Oh, I love when the Bible talks about people talking to themselves because I feel better about myself. I may talk to yourself. Help pastor feel better right now. You talk to yourself. Good, good. Yes, in fact, some of y'all talked to yourself early this morning. Get up. Turn the snooze off. Who were you talking to? You're talking to yourself. David was talking to himself in Psalm 103, verse 1. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits. Who forgives all your iniquities. Who heals all your diseases. Who redeems your life from destruction. Who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. Who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagle. That's what David said. And then the apostle Paul picked up the mantle in Ephesians 1 and said, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ just as he chose us in him you hear that he chose us in him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and without blame before him in love don't hang your head this morning and think that you're a nobody the Bible says he chose us He chose you to be a child of God before you ever woke up this morning, before we ever turned to Him. He chose us. In Him we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of His grace, which He made to abound toward us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known to us the mystery of His will according to His good pleasure which He purposed in Himself. Look at verse 11. In Him also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of Him who works all things according to the counsel of his will but we who first trusted in Christ should be to the praise of his glory we are blessed by God today we are but the blessing of the Lord is more than some ethereal good day The blessing of the Lord is more than some mystical overshadowing or some dwelling gumption or spirit that rises up inside of us. The blessing of the Lord, according to James, is to the man that endures temptation. For when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life which the Lord has promised to them that love him. Listen, brothers and sisters. Listen, New Life Church family. There are some blessings 
that only come through how we handle difficulty. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If I had the power to pour out blessing today, I don't have it. we got to go to God for that. But if I had the power to pour out a spiritual blessing, we would have a line down this aisle, out that door, out the atrium, and into the parking lot. If I had the power to pour out blessing. But I'll tell you, if I preface that by saying, by the way, I have the power to pour out blessing, and when I pour it out on you, you're going to go through trouble. We would not have a line in this aisle. We would not have a line out that door. We would not have a line in the atrium. Why? Because we don't inherently in our flesh ever choose trouble as the gateway to blessing. And yet, the Bible says, blessed is the man that endures Temptation, that word means trouble or difficulty. For when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to them that love him. There are some blessings only accessed through difficulty. There are some blessings only accessed through a valley. Job never charged God foolishly for all of his difficulty. He lost animals, he lost property, he lost his family. And listen, he still came through the trouble. And on the other side of the trouble, he was blessed, he was blessed, he was blessed. And so in keeping with the passage and the character that I have been preaching from this summer of 2023, perhaps there exists no character in Scripture who possessed the pendulum swing of difficulty and blessing like Joseph. He was favored by his dad. He was hated by his brothers. He was cast away and then he was sold. When he got into into Potiphar's house, he was favored again. Then he was lied upon. He was favored again in the prison and then he was forgotten in the prison and then elevated to Pharaoh's palace. And yet Joseph's life, as portrayed in the scripture, proves to us, listen very closely, that we are blessed in every season. I got to make sure we get that today. We are blessed in every season. I know. Again, because I know me and I, know, I think I have a pretty good sense of human nature. It is very easy when things are going great to say, I'm blessed. And then when it turns, what's wrong? I think there was a little giggle there because that hit home. But did you know that we're blessed in every season? Joseph, in Genesis 37, in verse number 3, the Bible says Israel loved Joseph. He was blessed because he had a father's love in the house. 
Genesis 39, verses 2 to 6, the Lord was with Joseph in Potiphar's house, and he was a successful man. He was in the house of the master, the Egyptian, and his master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord made all he did to prosper in his hand. So Joseph found favor in his sight and served him. Then he, his master, made him overseer of his house and all that he had put under his authority. So it was from the time that he had made him overseer of the house and all that he had that the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. And the blessing of the Lord was on all that he had in the house and in the field. Genesis 39 verse 21. But the Lord was with Joseph in the prison. And showed him mercy, and he gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. And the keeper of the prison committed to Joseph's hand all the prisoners who were in the prison. Whatever they did there, it was Joseph's doing. The keeper of the prison did not look into anything that was under Joseph's authority because the Lord was with him. And whatever he did, the Lord made it prosper. I got to make sure we get this. We're blessed in every season. We're blessed in Potiphar's house when we're exalted, but we're also blessed when God's favor is upon us in the dungeon. Genesis 41, and Pharaoh said to Joseph, see, I have set you over all the land of Egypt. Pharaoh took his signet ring off his hand and put it in Joseph's hand. That means he gave him authority and he clothed him in garments of fine linen and put a gold chain around his neck. He made him ride in the second chariot which he had and they cried out, bow the knee. So he set him over all the land of Egypt. Pharaoh also said to Joseph, I am Pharaoh. And without your consent, no man may lift his hand or his foot in all of the land of Egypt. Joseph's life proves to us that we can be blessed in every season. I am preaching here on Sunday morning to people at every different season. Seasons of plenty. Seasons of want. Seasons of need. Seasons of victory. But oh, that the Holy Ghost would help us to understand that no matter where we are and no matter what season we're in, before we leave this house, we can lift a voice and lift a hand and say, it does not matter what season I'm in, I'm blessed. Come on, I'm blessed. I'm blessed in the prison. I'm blessed in Potiphar's house. I'm blessed when people think good of me. I'm blessed when people lie on me. I am blessed in every season. Look at someone near you and say, you're blessed in every season. You're blessed. Now before I go on, I just got to make sure I, I say this. If you're here and you're not convinced yet, Because of how bad your situation is. I'm not trying to belittle how bad it is. But look right here. Look at pastor. You're here. (laughs) Oh, the devil's been off my back. Listen, listen, listen. If the devil could have killed you, he'd already done it. 
if the enemy could have took you out and written your tombstone already, he already would have done it. But you're here. You're in the house of God today. You're in the presence of God today. You're in the presence of the Holy Ghost. We're in the presence of God. We're in the presence of a deliverer today. We're in the presence of the King of Kings today. I, I know it may be bad, but you're here. You're here. You're here. And you're blessed. We're blessed in this season. Everybody say, I'm blessed. And I got to make sure we get this as well. We are blessed to bless. There's a purpose for the blessing. And it's not just to make us happy. It's not just to gig our happy meter. Joseph's life teaches that there is a purpose in the blessing. Genesis chapter 45 and verse 4, when his brothers came to him, it just so much happened in Joseph's life. He's brought out of the prison. He's finally remembered, brought out of the prison. Pharaoh's dreaming weird dreams, and he says to Joseph, I've heard that you can interpret dreams. And I was reading this again this week, and it just kind of jumped off the page. Joseph didn't say, when, when Pharaoh looked at him and said, I heard you can interpret dreams. Joseph didn't say, yeah, I know I can. <laughs> he actually didn't say that. He actually said the opposite. He said, I can't. But God will give you the interpretation. His confidence was not in his ability. His confidence was in the God. Somebody hear me right now. His confidence was in the God that had kept his hand on him in every situation and every season. Pharaoh, you got dreams you don't understand? I can't help you, but I do know a God. And God will give you the interpretation. And so... God gave the interpretation, and Joseph gave it to Pharaoh. He said, there's going to be great abundance in Egypt for seven years. And what you need to do during that time is store up all the crops. Don't waste it. Don't get drunk on prosperity. Store up all the crops, because following behind the seven years of abundance is going to be seven years of famine, like nothing you've ever seen before. And then Joseph, as though he is auditioning for the role says, and I'll tell you what needs to happen. You need to appoint a good, skilled man to be over all of the giving out of these crops. You need to put a manager in charge, someone that is wise and someone that is skillful and someone that's not wasteful. Pharaoh, listen, you need to put someone very wise in charge. Now, if I could have just been a little fly on the wall. <laughs> Listen, this is the way my brain works, which is really dangerous sometimes. But if I'm in the room when Pharaoh says that, Joseph's here. He's given what the God said the dreams are about. He's telling him what to do. Find a wise man. Put him in charge. And he's got all his advisors around him. 
and Pharaoh turns to his cabinet and says, do we have a man like that? If I'm the cap, I don't know that this happened, but if Joseph's right there and Pharaoh's here and here's the cabinet, when he asked that question, I don't know if they did it, but if I'm the cabinet, I'm going. (sighs) Pharaoh got the hint. I believe the Lord dropped the hint in his mind. So I tell you what, I I just thought of somebody. Joseph, we like your resume. You're in charge. And for seven years of abundance, he did everything that the Lord said, stored up the crops, wasn't wasteful, managed and stewarded the, the abundance well. And then he was able to disseminate the crops, so much so that all of the nations around suffering from the famine, now had to come to Egypt to get grain. Well, it just so happened that the the brothers, that four sermons ago, had cast him into a pit and sold him into slavery, are now hungry. And their dad said, I heard there's corn in Egypt. I heard there's grain in Egypt. Go into Egypt and get grain. Can you imagine what it must have been like when Joseph's brothers, Joseph looks very different. He's got all the paraphernalia of Egypt on, perhaps some sort of a crown and a vesture, and he's very different. It's been a number of years since he saw his brothers, but his brothers walk in, and they are needing something from him. They have no idea it's Joseph. And the Bible says when they come into Joseph's presence, They bow down before him. Now, for those of you that have been here on the Sundays that I preach this summer, does that ring a bell to you? Because as just an adolescent, Joseph had dreams of his brothers bowing down to him. And now his brothers are laying themselves down on the ground in front of Joseph and asking that he would literally spare their life. And Joseph has a decision to make. Why have I been blessed? I have been blessed to bless. Not to hoard, not just to celebrate the blessing but I have been blessed to bless. Everybody say, you're blessed to bless. Praise God. Let's thank him for his blessings right now. I feel the Holy Ghost. Come on, I I wish some of you would just stand with me right now and lift up your voice and thank God for his blessings. I'm in the presence of some blessed people today. Praise God. I'm in the presence of some blessed people today. Some blessed people today. Praise God. Praise God. 
Come on, just speak the blessing of the Lord right now. Speak the blessing of the Lord. I bless you, Lord. You bless me and I bless you, Lord. You bless me and I bless you, Lord. I am blessing with the blessing. I want all of us to stand together. I'm just about, I'm not finished, but I feel like I'm going to stop right there because of just what I feel in the Spirit of God right now. You know, we cannot separate the scriptures from the Jewish people. Uh, It is a thread, a very powerful thread that goes all throughout scripture. The people of God, the chosen people of God. And there was a practice that was very, very normative and still is to this day in that faith. And that is spoken blessings. Spoken blessings. The scripture talks about that when a father was passing away, he would bring his eldest son before him. And he would lay his hand upon him. And he would speak a blessing over his life. And it was so powerful. It wasn't a cursory prayer. It wasn't a disposable prayer. It wasn't a throwaway prayer. It was a prayer that invoked and transferred the blessing of God onto that child. The blessing of the Lord be upon you. We bless you in the name of the Lord. The blessing of the Lord be upon you. We bless you in the name of the Lord. Can we do this right now? And this is not going to be the final prayer, but I wonder if you could turn to someone and just say to them, May the blessing of the Lord be upon you right now. Look at someone else and say, I bless you in the name of the Lord. May the blessing of the Lord be on you, Sam. Brother Shirley, may the blessing of the Lord be upon you. I bless you in the name of the Lord. Brother Brandon, may the blessing of the Lord be upon you. I bless you, Brother Joe, in the name of the Lord. May the blessing be upon you. Everybody in the risers today, may the blessing of the Lord be upon you. I bless you in the name of the Lord. You want to know why that feels good? Because there's an invocation with our mouth that we begin to... God's blessed us with a voice. Now we use it to bless other people. I bless you in the name of the Lord. Brother Hughes, I bless you in the name of the Lord. May the blessing of the Lord be... May the healing of the Lord be upon you. May the power of the Lord, Brother Jeff Stroop, I bless you in Jesus' name. May the provision and the miracle power of the Lord be upon you. We are blessed to bless. Come on, if you've got kids, if you've got kids, God gave you those kids. God blessed you with those kids to let those kids bless other people. If God's given us a voice, he gave us that voice to lift it up and bless other people. If he gave you finance, and I know he's been good to so many people in this church, he didn't give us that finance just to hoard it to ourselves, but to bless in his name. We are blessed to bless. Moses was instructed to speak the following words over Aaron. And Aaron would then in turn speak them over the people of God. The Lord bless you. 
and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. There's a blessing in this house today. It's to the people of God that God speaks and says, it shall come to pass if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all his commandments, which I command you today, that the Lord your God will set you high above all nations in the earth. All these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. Blessed you shall be in the city and blessed shall you be in the country. Blessed shall be the fruit of your body, the produce of your ground, the increase of your herds, the increase of your cattle, and the offspring of your flocks. Blessed shall be your basket and your kneading bowl. Blessed shall you be when you go in, and blessed shall you be when you come out. The Lord will cause your enemies who rise up against you to be defeated before your face. They shall come out against you one way, and flee before you seven ways. The Lord will command the blessing on you in the storehouses and in all to which you set your hand. He will bless you in the land which the Lord your God is giving you. Listen, the Lord will establish you as a holy people to himself just as he has sworn to you if you could keep the commandments of the Lord your God and walk in his ways. The Lord will grant you plenty of goods in the fruit of your body, in the increase of your livestock, in the produce of your ground, in the land of which the Lord swore to your fathers to give you. Oh, somebody hear the word of the Lord right now. The Lord will open to you his good treasure, the heavens to give you the rain for your land in its season and to bless all the work of your hand. You shall lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow. The Lord will make you the head and not the tail. You shall be above only and not beneath if you heed the commands of the Lord your God, which I command you today. So you shall not turn aside from any of the words which I command you this day to the right or the left to go after other gods to serve them. This thing called the blessing of the Lord, folks, is again, not some ethereal, magical thing, but it's something you and I can live in blessings of God. It's for every season and it's so that we can bless others. Amen. I want us to pray today for a very special lady here and it is my daughter. And those of you that are uh, a part of this church, uh, you will know, and I will just make one disclaimer, that for, for all the years that I've had kids, I have tried my very best as a pastor not to promote my children as being above any other children in this church. And this church has been so very kind to me and Stacy in how you have treated my children. I could not ask for a better church family to raise my kids with. I could not ask for a better church family. This is Madison's last service. She's going to be moving. In fact, the car is packed. And this afternoon, all of us will be heading out of town to drive her to Michigan. She's moving to Michigan. Madison is going to be ministering in multicultural ministries in the Detroit area in Michigan. And 
uh, I'm just so thankful for Madison. I'm just so thankful for Madison. Uh, she has a real heart for the kingdom of God. And I felt like it would be in order for this church family to commission her for this work that God is calling her to. She's entered into it with prayer and fasting. She's entered into it with counsel. She's asked me as her dad and her pastor what I think about all this and certainly has done the same with Sister Gaddy. And we feel so very sure and, and of great surety that she's walking in the absolute will of God. There are going to be people that are going to come into the kingdom of God because of your move, Madison. There's going to be people that the rest of us never get to meet, but it's going to happen because you're walking in faith going in the name of the Lord. I want you, sweetheart, to come and just stand up here in the front. Sister Gaddy, I want you to come, and I, and I want some of your friends. I want Nana and Papa to come and join us up here. Zita, Mom, I want you to come and join us. Pastor Chris, Sister Lindsay, I want you to come. Uh, so many people, obviously, so many of you have such an impact upon her life. But I want you to gather in. If you feel I'm not going to choreograph this right now. You feel led to come and help us pray. I just want you to come. just want you to come. Madison is going to take new territory in the kingdom of God. So Madison, before you pray, I want you to hear what I have to say. And by the way, don't leave because we're blessed to bless and I put on our family page for Facebook a couple days ago we're going to have an opportunity to bless some people that are really hurting in Maui that have been affected greatly by fires with an offering here in just a minute so don't leave yet Madison has a prayer team that's covering her as she makes this transition to Michigan and today Madison we're commissioning you commissioning is the process of blessing a person and affirming the use of the gifts that God has given them, and you surely have great gifts. It involves the laying on of hands as a sign of affirmation of this call on your life. And secondly, it's the praying to God that he would bless you as we as a church send you out from this church. In Acts chapter number 13 and verse 1, in the church there was at Antioch certain prophets and teachers Barnabas, Simeon, Niger, Lucius, Menin. As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, Now separate to me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Then, having fasted and prayed and laid hands on them, they sent them away. So being sent out by the Holy Ghost, they went down Commissioning answers this question, where and to whom are we commissioning you to go and bless the world? We are sending you to Michigan. We are sending you to underreached people groups of the world. We are sending you to the world. Madison. I recognize, but this church recognized God's calling upon your life. We recognize God's enabling and his gifting to reach people through.
not because we think you wish that happens. You've, you've had that happen in your life. You've proven yourself. But through, so through the laying on of hands today, we affirm the direction that God is taking you. We recognize that call on your life and we affirm this direction by laying our hands on you and praying for you and sending you forth from this church. May I stop here long enough to say to New Life Church, what we are doing right now is one of the most apostolic things we could ever do. Because the word apostolic means to be sent. Madison, God will anoint. God will provide. God will enable. God will protect. He will guide. And he will grant you favor. Go, make disciples, teach, baptize. God has gone before you. God is going with you. And this church, which has been so formative in your development, is partnering with you in prayer. And we are sending you today. Jesus name now most of the time when we pray I pray in this mic I'm not doing that today so I'm going to need y'all to lift up your voice I'm going to come down here and pray over Madison I, I need y'all to lift up your voice and stretch out your hands and say God we send forth Madison in the name of Jesus we commission her in the name of the Lord Jesus
Thank you, church family. Thank you, church family. Before you leave today, I want to give us an opportunity to bless some people that are hurting. And we are blessed to bless. And so my wife and I are going to lead the way in this and give a, a good liberal sacrificial offering to bless the people of Maui. We're working with the Hawaii district uh, to bless people whose homes have been lost. Uh, I put this on the Facebook page. I know this is a little different way to end a service, but thank you for your, your liberty. Put this on the Facebook page. I just got back from Honolulu. I was at a conference on the island of Oahu, and uh, it was just devastating to get reports. There were people at the conference that lost loved ones who burned in the fire. It was just fast sweeping. I don't have to tell you all about it. I know you've seen the pictures and the footage, but there are churches uh, that have been affected. I do want to show you a picture that we put on the website. You can see a church building right in the middle there. That's the Lahaina United Pentecostal Church. And when all the other buildings around were burned, that building is still standing. God literally kept his hand upon that church. And even in the midst of tragedy, I want to report to you that God moved in such a marvelous way on that in that state this week. I don't know if I have ever been in a meeting outside of our local church that was as powerful and on point as what happened in that state this week. God is stirring something up, and I believe that even in the midst of tragedy, God's glory is going to be seen. Churches are going to be planted, people are going to be encouraged, and people are going to be won into the kingdom of God. I wonder how many of you would join me today in just a great offering to bless the rebuilding projects of saints and churches, people so affected, uh, so many derivative effects of a tragedy like this. So here's what we'll do. If you want to bring an offering, you can just place it up here on the, on the altar if you have cash or a check. If you want to go to our website and you just want to put it under offering, we will make sure we note the time that that offering came through and all those monies go to the Maui Fire Recovery Project. I really feel like we can give a great offering from this church and we can be a great blessing to the people of God and the people of Maui. Amen. Thank you for your prayer. Thank you for your uh, attention today, your participation in this. It's been good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. God, go with us, I pray, in the name of Jesus. Thank you for this church. Thank you for what this church means to me what this church means to so many. Thank you for our great guests that are here. I speak your blessing upon all of us, Lord. Let us walk out of here feeling the blessing of God in every season. And then let us bless because we've been blessed. And I thank you that you'd give us that resolve this week, Lord, to walk out this sermon. For that, we're going to praise you, give you glory. I want us to sing on our way out, praise singers. Lift up your voice and sing. I wish you would just greet four or five people. Greet these college students. Hug Madison's neck before she leaves this afternoon. Bless you. Have a great Sunday afternoon. You can put offerings up here on the platform. Be gracious to you. Yes, Lord.